It's a dreadful ball and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Medler, lovely cushion header for Gerard! Oh, you're What a headshot! What a hit! The Ghost Goal Podcast. And welcome back to the Ghost Gold Podcast. Here we are, the early, early days of Season 4. Holy crap, Season 4. I'm Adrian Pissarro. We got Alex Moss. We got Javier Revlo. Whole crew's back. We're going to shake off the rust from our from our summer break, which was kind of not planned. Like, we said we were going to do pods, and then we all just kind of, like, things got in the way. I, got I have busy. an explanation for that. Yeah, we, we doubled up last year. We went to two a week, which was... Once we got in the rhythm of it, it was was awesome. But after a full season of it, it was, it was rough, man. Like and editing half of those. I know you, Andrew, you did editing for like most of the the early week ones, and then I did the late week ones with uh, or like the preview pods with Javier. I would I would edit those, but yeah, two a week. It's just like it's it's mentally exhausting. I yeah, I can't imagine the people that do this full time for a living. It's uh, hats off to you guys. <laughs> You mean me? Yeah, I mean you're part of not part of like the soccer necessarily, but like you're still in sports media, and you guys have to yeah. be like how you like really dig into something that you do love and you do like like paying attention to, but like as your job and like like full time having to think about it in like a, a more analytical way than most people Content's probably a grind man make themselves. Content is a grind. Yeah, I sure. love it. I love it. To be decided like, if we're going to continue to do that. <laughs> we'll talk about it off. Yeah, well, we got well. That's the thing. I don't know my schedule for the season yet, so that's basically going to determine what we do. Um, but much. I will say, I will say. I mean, with it's you know, it's just tough because we're all over the place. But um, I haven't talked to this person yet. But I have a Aston Villa fan who's a who's kind of a friend of the pod who's here in New York who I would love to like get in on some stuff and um, I want to make the Instagram more of a thing this year and I have a buddy up here in New York who's an Everton fan so he and I might be shooting some one minute gambling video picks for the Instagram for the sole purpose of we just need Instagram content and so I'm gonna just go rogue and put up the two of us sitting in my bedroom being like I'm gonna take uh, Spurs plus 160 against so and so this weekend first of all terrible example why would you take Spurs plus (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why because they were playing like Cambridge in the FA Cup how we were gonna get them plus 160 in the FA Cup I'll never have any idea Um, what are we here to do Andrew we're here to talk about transfers that's that's the only thing finally? we're going to talk about today. Is this, is this are we we're finally getting to the the meat of all of this? Yeah. The meat and potatoes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've been waiting for. Although um, we don't really have that yeah. many transfers for to talk about, but we really don't. But if you want to keep up to to the limit with our latest transfer stuff, I've been tweeting about the fact that Liverpool haven't made a major transfer, only signed a couple youngsters. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Ghost Gold Pod for all of us at Andrew Pissarro at asmos ninety two. Um, as as per usual, I've been. You know, throwing a lot of. I, there's at least one Liverpool tweet a day. So if you're a Liverpool fan and listen to this podcast and you're not following me, like wh- I, I'm shocked to be honest. <laughs> but uh, get on, get on it, get at it. And uh, speaking of Liverpool, let's go to our newest rivals in the Premier League who have made the biggest splash of the season so far, and that would be Rodri, who's coming in from Atletico Madrid to Manchester City, seventy million pounds. 
uh, or 70 million euros. They just bought him out straight up with the release clause. 23-year-old Spanish uh, central mid and defensive midfielder and the heir apparent to one Fernandinho. So uh, pretty smart transfer for, for Manchester City. This is the one position that we talked about all last year. If, if Fernandinho goes, how are they going to be able to keep up with everything? And now they have, in my opinion, the perfect guy for him. How do you guys feel about this signing? I'm, a, I'm in love with it. He's probably the only player for that position and for that specific area for the field in Manchester City's system that I would prefer Manchester City uh, Manchester City by other than Jorginho. When they went for Jorginho last year and it looked like they had that almost wrapped up, I thought that was going to be a really scary midfield with him like eventually taking over full-time for Fernandinho. But Rodri is maybe not as possession-focused as Jorginho, but he's far more defensively solid. He's a bit bigger in stature, so he's like physically, you could argue, he's better suited to the Premier League. And, uh, and you can honestly make the case that he was kind of limited in Atletico Madrid's system last year because they were playing 4-4-2 a lot of the time. He was sitting next to... Um, either Partey in midfield, another like defensive midfield player, or uh, or uh, Koke or uh, Saul sometimes, and he, uh, he he was asked to do much more of the defensive stuff than he was the uh, possession, uh, passing, and tempo kind of stuff that he's pretty well capable of doing. So he's kind of the dream player uh, there. The only the, the only the only thing I would say he's not quite at the same level as Fernandinho at is, is uh, his sort of goal scoring or goal contributions. You know, Fernandinho pops up with those outside the box lasers and gets in late to the box sometimes to to be uh, really handy and get on the score sheet. Uh, Rodri's probably not going to do that so much. I'm not saying he's never going to score, but uh, he's going to be far more uh, suited to just sort of maintaining possession and being in the right place at the right time on the counterattack when City uh, eventually do lose the ball in some cases. So... I'm a big fan of that. It's I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was their only move too. And they did the same thing last year with Mares coming in. So they just they they don't make a lot of transfers, but they make really impactful ones. So I'm a big fan of this. I still think they need help at the uh, fullback position. The hot rumor is that Danny Alves could be on his way to Manchester City, which makes a lot of sense. They just have to offload uh, one Danilo contract first. But um, yeah, I mean, look, City. There was the Jao Cancelo rumor also from Juve. Yes. that kind of died down. That yes, would have been a nice transfer down. for them. Yeah, I mean, but look, the the only problem I have with the Rodri signing is that it's Manchester City. Like, it's it's a great signing. He's probably going to come in and hit the Premier League running. It just scares the living daylights out of me because this was a team that already won three trophies last year, and so you know. Right, but that's a good thing, uh, Andrew. From a, from an unbiased perspective, <laughs> that's that that, yeah. that means it's a good signing if it makes you scared. Yeah, I think this yes. signing. I agree with both of you guys. Like, I think this is really really scary. Um, I think along with Ndombele and, you know, Ngolo Kante, these are going to probably be the, the, you know, the, the best midfielders in the league. Um, you know, we might see it by the end of the season. I, I, I think Rodri and Ndombele are just going to hit the ground running. I think they're both that good of players where I don't think that, and they're playing in, you know, such good systems and have both excellent coaches. Um, I don't know. I just think that it's, it's going to be, um, both of them are easily worth the money that they paid for them, and yeah, I'm I'm not excited to play against Manchester City because I think they're going to have even more control in games than they did last year because they were just missing that one metronome piece in the middle of the midfield that also had some physicality to him because, you know, Fernandinho is very good on the physical side, has, you know, good offensive capabilities, but I would say, like, the one department where he's not, like, unreal is passing. But 
Broderick kind of brings that that last element to the team, and yeah, I'm not excited. He's like a Sergio Busquets. Yeah, I, I've fallen in love with that comparison. Some, I think someone mentioned it like halfway through his season with Atletico when I was watching him, and I, I just can't get it out of my head now. He's like a, a young Sergio Busquets. That's a scary comparison. Very scary, com- especially because we know what what Pep did with the last Sergio Busquets. Speaking of him, Dombele comes over from Lyon to Tottenham, a fifty-five million pound transfer. Congrats to Spurs who made their first signing in like three windows to finally finally get somebody new in the door, and only took them losing the Champions League. Remember that? That was awesome. I don't I actually, think he was the first the one. They signed they, they signed a winger from Leeds before him because they got to the Champions League final. Javier, why didn't like United or PSG or or Barca or Real just snap him up. Like, why the fuck did Tottenham get him? Well, he's 22, and I think that's Ugh. a big factor here. Like, you know Pochettino loves to work with kids, and uh, um, I, he's shown that he's going to give youth a chance, and not every, not all those other teams have kind of showed that. PSG are trying to move away from that high, you know, star power thing. Neymar possibly could be on the move back to Barcelona this year, but PSG has shown that they're going to be a star power team. Barcelona's shown even still they want a star power team, like, this is this was a kid who broke through at Lyon. Who we like watching Lyon, but we like watching like a lot of football. Like your average soccer fan probably doesn't know about Lyon. So no, but he's a, a kid, star though. Everyone kid, who watches Lyon at all knows that he's going to be a star. He can move the ball up the midfield. He can score goals. He can do According it. According to the Lyon fans, though, as soon as he left, they're like, "Oh, our or- 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 is better." Like the guy who was his midfield partner, I think, he was like a year older. Awar. Awar, yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, he's better than Ndombele. He we're was letting, also we're letting the, the, the second best he's, one go. He, he's been connected with Manchester it's City a lot recently. that they had. I mean, th- those two midfielders were, like, amazing in the last year, year and a half. But, you know, I, I'm the only thing that I'm um, – I mean, I think his, like, technical ability is fantastic. And, um, you know, it looks like he won't have a problem with the physicality. But I wonder if he'll be able to do, like, a full season in the Premier League. Stay injury free. It's just, I, I think like a player like Rodri, who's he's not going to have to do nearly as much work as someone like Endembele is going to have to do in in Pochettino's system. So, I, the only thing that I can you know, a player in that position, if they he you know this guy runs all over the field. He's like Nabi Keita, and it's possible that he has a little bit of transitioning issues like Nabi did, where it took him till the end of the season to really you know start looking like a like a like a player who belongs on the team. So. Um, and, and I'll say this, when you talk about that, look, Spurs don't spend a lot of money often, and, and they, they go and they break their transfer record, they put down $55 million to get him. Spurs fans are going to expect him to show up immediately, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if people jump down his throat if he doesn't show up early and have a good year. And like we talk about this all the time, there are certain players who, who don't care how much their, their transfer fee is. I, I, you know, I don't know this kid enough to say, is he going to be able to just show up and play ball and not worry about it? But that's another factor to look at, too, here. Does he let this get to his head? Does he let... I, I would lean little... more towards the injuries than that. Like, I, I, every time you watch him, he he bounces, he, he, what do you call it, he jumps off the screen. You, you can just you can just notice immediately that he's at, like, a level above. Even in the Champions League, when he was... Uh, playing in the group stage against Manchester City. They beat Manchester City at the Etihad, and I think they drew them uh, in Lyon, and they went ahead once or twice in that game. They they, they took it to the best team in, in England, uh, in bo- not just one, in both uh, games against them. And, you know, they had their off games too, but they were a really young side. And um, he, he's coming into a Tottenham team now that's pretty young themselves, but I, I would say they're pretty much like 
verging on like an experienced veteran team. You know, I, I, the Ericsson rumors have kind of died down. So it looks like he's going to stay. Uh, this core has been together for four years now. You know, they, they, I feel like they have the capacity now and the stability to sort of bring in a player that uh, one or two players and introduce them like steadily to the Premier League. And honestly, even in the preseason games you've watched of Ndombele, like I'm sure Spurs fans are just watering at the mouth for the season to start because he doesn't look like he needs any time to settle. He looks like he'll be fine. I know it's preseason, but... I just figure he'll be fine. All right, let's jump over to Sebastian Haller from Frankfurt to West Ham, a 45 million pound transfer, 25 year old French center forward. He's 6'2, and they also brought in Pablo Fernals from Villarreal, uh, 32 million pounds, 23 uh, year old uh, Spanish attacking midfielder and winger. These are both big pieces, and there's also more big pieces on the way out. Do you see any defenders? They spent 80 million pounds, but is there. Do you see any defenders? That's why there? they're, that's why they're still going to they be had like a problem ninth, in, at, place. at the back. I thought that was their, but no, these are good signings, but. Well, they're Arnautovic replacements. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I, I think they sure. spent it pretty well. No, I think, honestly, I think Holler will, will be good in the Premier League. He's a big guy, 6'2", actually a surprisingly good finisher and, you know, not, not like incredibly slow. Like he, he, he's kind of like a, I think a better Andy Carroll and Fornals is, I think a, a poor man, Santi Cazorla, where. You know. No, I was gonna say David Silva, poor man's David sure, Silva. Poor man's David he Silva. like won the the U twenty three Euros. Both of those for are compliments still. But he wasn't one of the best players for that U twenty one. It was U twenty one. I'm pretty sure he was like one of the top players. I thought no, it was Ceballos and uh, and Fabian from Napoli. They were like the two stars for Spain. Mm. I didn't, I can't even confirm if Emer- if uh, Fornals was on the team. Um, he, I mean. There are so many players because it was the U21 Euros. It was really interesting. It was a really fun watch, actually. But there were so many players who were like 22 or 23 playing in it. And it was just because like you had to be 21 when the qualifying for it started. So there's a bunch of players like over 21 playing in it. So he might have been in there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the, uh, have, let's just like tie a couple of these transfers together. Uh, have you noticed there's an influx of foreign target man center forwards coming into the league? We've got Haller. Uh, for 45 million, we've got uh, Joellington from Hoffenheim going to uh, Newcastle for 40 million. Wesley from uh, Club Bruges going to Aston Villa. These are all. I mean, kind of seems like a shift towards a certain type of forward. Yeah, I mean, the Premier League has a lot of money, and they can buy a lot of 82s. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like let's just hope one of these sticks. Just throw money at the wall and hope something sticks. Just like uh, it's I'm like sh- players that are like on each one of their respective teams, they're like one of the best players, if not the best player, but they're being paid, you know, maybe a third of what they're probably going to go and make on these other teams, if not sometimes probably like ten times the amount. In the case of someone like Wesley, who's coming. Oh yeah, Club Bruges. He's not making anywhere close to what he's going to make for Villa next exactly. year. Exactly. So I think you know for these players, they're, they, it's the it's the you know they're all stepping stones. Although all of them are moving up. Um, you know, even Holler going from Frankfurt, who who I think did they finish in the Champions League? Uh, no, they finished in no, Europa, they, Europa, Europa, Europa. But they're still a good club. Um, but I think well, it's still not a step anymore. Up all their West top Ham. pieces are gone. <laughs> Like every every like big part of that Frankfurt team that that took them where they are is gone now. <laughs> Both of their strikers are are ones at Madrid and ones in the Premier League. Like Rebic le- is gone too. Yeah, he got taken like, to Inter. So yeah, they got they got ravaged this summer. I wonder how uh, how well they're going to rebuild. They have a lot of money though. 
I'm shocked um, that Joel the, the Joel Ellington just price shocks me. The 40 million pounds and, and Newcastle spending 40 million that blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of makes sense. They uh, they they just sold uh, Iosi Perez, who had been there for a while. I think they bought him for five million or something seven or eight years ago, and they sold him to Leicester for thirty million. So that's a pretty good uh, chunky change. And they knew they were going to need a center forward anyway, with Rondon following uh, uh, Benitez to China. So uh, they go out and get Joe Ellington, who's uh, I don't know if you mentioned it before, but he's a twenty-two-year-old uh, Brazilian center forward, uh, target man who likes to drop in uh, and, and play a little bit. So he'll be useful. He's kind of like a, a younger diet Salomon Rondon. I don't know. He only scored four or five goals in the in the Bundesliga last year. So I think he had like 11 in all comps, though, was what I thought I read somewhere. Right. Who was the last uh, striker League. to come from Hoffenheim in the Premier League? Uh, Roberto Firmino. If he's anywhere as good as, as Bobby, then he'll be a, he's he'll not. Be a big hit. He's, he'll be a big breaking hit. news, he's not. Here's a hint. He's not. <laughs> Well, he's coming as a 22-year-old. I'm, he could, I'm saying he could become very good in, in two or three years. You know, we we haven't seen sure. him yet, so just give him a chance. Do you think? Do you have? Do you have confidence that Steve Bruce is going to develop him into a good Premier League starting center forward? No, but if you're a good player, then uh, <laughs> then you know your your talent will shine through. You know, there. Oh, a- I, Andy I, Robertson was on Hall with Steve Bruce as well, so. That's a, that's fair. That's that's a fair. That, that's not good for that's not good for Joel Ellington, but that's a good point. Uh, and then we got two. We got two more we want to hit on real quick, and that's Aaron Juan Bissaka goes from Crystal Palace to Manchester United, a fifty million pound transfer. He's twenty one. He was uh, an English right back slash right wing back. Was our uh, England? He was our right back of the season in the Ghost Goal Season of the Year last season. Um, team of the year. Ma- yeah, team of the year makes sense. Um, the they fun- sold Valencia. He went back to, I think, somewhere in Ecuador. Yeah. It, but they also had that kid, Diego Dalot, who, the, the Portuguese kid, who didn't get a ton of opportunity to start, who I didn't think, like, had a bad run out. But he played, he played a good amount. He also got played at, like, right midfield a lot of times yeah. by Mourinho and by Solskjaer. So, um, I think the consensus on him was that he just wasn't quite ready for the Premier League yet. I, yeah, I, I personally wouldn't give up on him really, but you know, Wambasaka, he makes sense. If United I mean, didn't the, buy him, they, someone they else was going to. We City put in our team of the season last year, um, yeah. which Alex was a little bit salty about. He he thought it definitely should have been Trent. And well, I'm salty about it after the fact because we won the Champions League. <laughs> so you're like, oh, it should have been Trent. <laughs> in hindsight, I should have put well, Trent there. Well, I had Juan Basaka in my mid-season team of the season. Right. You guys were like, ah, shit, I forgot about him. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, yeah. but, but my so, comment and- is going to be that I think this is going to be like night and day for Manchester United. Um, I think having someone of that quality in their back line, um, someone who I thought was probably going to go to City, um, I think that that's a big steal for them. And yeah, I think he's just going to bring a calmness to the back line. I think you might see De Gea recover his form because because of that. And yeah, the guy's just a leader at the back and just takes charge of dire situations so often that having that and De Gea in the team can be really, really valuable. So yeah, I, I think that's if they get that and like another good like attacking signing and, and and you know keep all the players they have, I think they can they can have a good um, season next year. 
you know. Do you think Do you think Maguire is more important than another attacking yeah. signing? Well, like I think, they have, they have I think that's order. what they're going for too. Maguire, yeah, for sure. They're for trying sure. to get Maguire. The last I've read is that they've only put in a seventy five million pound bid. Uh, Leicester want like at a minimum eighty, but Brandon Rogers is saying that their club is under no pressure to sell. We don't want to sell. Uh, so unless Maguire pull like like and, and Maguire is playing for them in preseason right now, so. I don't know if that one's going to end up getting done. And regardless, United should have had like that. It, it has to. It has I feel, to. I feel like it has to, but United should have gotten this done so much. Like, so, like the season starts in like three weeks. Like, you, they better get Less. it done. Yeah, like they need to get it done soon. Um, but that's just classic United. I mean, oh, but the one, in terms of good things for United, uh, they did extend David De Gea, they got him a new contract because I think he was going into the last year of his deal, which was important. Uh, they also bring in that kid. I like this kid, Daniel James, the winger that they brought from Swansea. I think he's going to be good. Uh, but look, Aaron Wan-Bissaka is what they want to do right now. They want to go young. They want to go English. If they think that's going to play out to them, I wish them good luck. I don't know that it is. But I still look at United, and they could lose Pogba. It depends on if if Real Madrid find the, the wages to figure it out how to get him there, but I, I don't know. Uh, that's actually a good transition here. Speaking of Real Madrid, uh, they loaned Danny Ceballos to Arsenal for a one-season loan. He's a 22-year-old Spanish central mid, attacking mid, and left midfielder. I love the kid. Liverpool were linked to him, but Klopp only wanted to buy uh, he was at Betis. He broke out at Betis, and then Madrid bought him when they wanted to go for Spanish Revolution, and he got stuck and didn't get to go anywhere. I think this is a great move for Arsenal. I think I think uh, Unai Emery's got to be excited about what this kid can add to the midfield because he can bring you a lot of playmaking ability. Javier, how excited are you for this kid? Uh, I wasn't that excited when we were initial linked with him, and I started looking at a few of his highlights, and... Alex had told me Alex like loves him as well. So I started watching some of his highlights and I was like, wow, this guy is really, really good. And then I started thinking to myself like, well, there's no way we're going to actually be able to buy him. I mean, he would be like 60 or 70 million if you wanted to buy him. Um, so I think it's an okay move. I think for a stopgap and for one year, I think it's something that Arsene Wenger wouldn't have done. And it's something that is probably direly needed right now. Um, you know, yeah, sure. We're probably going to develop Madrid's player, play him, you know, probably 30 games, 40 games in big games this year. And yeah, he might develop a lot with us or, you know, he might not work out, but I think we're, we're not losing that much from someone like, you know, who would be a 60, 70 million pound signing playing for us for a year. And if we can get in the champions league next year and he plays well and likes it, maybe, maybe he pushes for a move and tries to stay. Um, it's possible or, um, you know, if he gets us into the Champions League, then great. You know, we can go spend 60, 70 million on, a, on an actual center midfielder that, that we need. So I think for, for what he's going to do and for what we need, um, he's a good stopgap and he's a, he's a decent Ramsey replacement, if, if you want to call it that. So I think he's a bit more than a Ramsey replacement. Yeah, a bit more. No, definitely a bit more. A bit I, more think he's your, I, think, I think he's going to keep Ozil out of the team every week, to be honest. No, would I wouldn't go great, that far. Right. I, I, you would honestly maybe would even love prefer like a to see Willick. Ceballos midfield. Torreira, Jaka, Ceballos would be would be really nice if you guys are sticking to playing like four at the back with a three man midfield. And That's a, a FIFA three. midfield, there, folks. That's a FIFA yeah, yeah. midfield right there, boys. But but the biggest hole that uh, Ceballos addresses it, again, it is short term, but with the possibility of it becoming permanent, uh, it's always possible. Is that Arsenal really lacked control in a lot of games last year? That's that was my biggest like pet peeve with them. Whenever 
Javier, you'd be like talking about, or you'd be hyping up them up during like the twenty game unbeaten run or something. I, I always felt like watching them; they never had control, even against the really bad teams. There was always a chance that like they were just open to a counterattack, and uh, whether it's control and possession or just control overall, Ceballos is just going to help out in all areas of the field that way. And, you know, Ramsey is probably a bit better suited to the Premier League because he's obviously grown up in it and is familiar with it. And he's great at transitioning and counter counterattacking and making the right decisions there. And Ceballos can probably get to that level with a bit more experience. But in the immediate right now, he's going to he's going to give you more control and possession for sure. I wouldn't pick him up in your fantasy team or anything. Um, he, he'll, he'll have a few goals and they'll be beautiful goals so he tends to pop up with a great goal here and there but he'll probably only get four or five um in general you'll probably just look to see the the moments of genius where he threads someone through uh and plays the pass that leads to the assist that's what you're going to get from danny ceballos he's going to be i'm jealous i haven't been jealous of an arsenal transfer since lucas Torreira, and i'm jealous yeah, I would agree. I wanted, I would have taken him. It's better uh, than Kovacic. I said that, yeah. that to Javier earlier. I said I would have preferred Danny Ceballos if I could have picked him or Kovacic. Yeah, same. Uh, let me just say, uh, our, uh, Javier, I'm glad you could make it to the pod in time and weren't caught trying to stab Mesut Ozil earlier this afternoon. Yeah, how did you – is this the, is the Concord? Crazy, yeah. Is the Concord back in uh, use? Is that yeah. how you got yeah. back from uh, – or are you in London right now? You flew there just to stab Mesut Ozil. Well, yeah, you know, I, I was the guy with the helmet on. I tried my the best. The signal is great. You know, it's not grainy at all. Wow, yeah. modern technology. Who would have thought? Internet, the internet. What a time to be alive, folks. Uh, no, and all, all jokes aside, uh, real real scary moment where Mesut Ozil and... Uh, Kolasinac. Yes, Mesut Ozil and Kolasinac get almost get attacked by a guy with, by a guy with a knife this afternoon. Which is just... I think it was a couple of guys. You just only yeah. saw one in the video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Serbian, Bosnian Hulk jumped out of the car and scared them away. <laughs> they were in like a pretty fortified car. I wonder why he got out of the car. That was a little bit confusing, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they're both safe. And yeah, let's hope that, uh, you know, it doesn't scare Ozil into like a back injury for the start of the season or some shit like, you know, like he right, let- does. Let's whip it around to some of the bigger transfers uh, from around Europe. We'll, there's only one place to start, and that's Eden Hazard officially leaving Chelsea. Eden gone. Real Madrid Eden for 100 gone. million, never 100 million euros. Uh, Aren't you happy, Andrew? Well, we never have to see that fuck on, well, on the field again against us. I mean, I'll probably have to see him, him again because we we'll play him in the Champions League. You probably won't. I won't. But, I mean, yeah, I'm safe. <laughs> but yeah, Watch Madrid like get third in their group and like drop down to like the Europa League. And, like, right, have to play against great. Eden. He beats Arsenal in the shit? final again. <laughs> I would just th- that would be like the absolute torture. It'd be some karma there though. Uh, Alex, how did this make you feel on the inside? Uh, I mean, I don't want to be too uh, want to be too predictable, but. I mean, we all knew it was coming. It was just yeah. a matter of when and how. I think it, I think it I was think maybe a week. it's impressive that with one year left, they got $100 million plus 30 or whatever with add-ons. That's crazy. I didn't think they'd be able to do that because that was literally what last year Real Madrid was offering. And Alex is like, no, fuck you. Like, I want 180 or 170 I was like, dude, they're never going to give you that. And then when this year they were like, you know, 130 or whatever, that's, that's He balled out this year. That's, he balled out. It's the power. It's the one thing I will never cr- also, uh, critique Marina Granovskaya for her selling ability. Or 55, 55 million. 
Well, yeah. Atletico Madrid's just on a lot of drugs, folks. Like, yeah, what they like, must be crazy. They they've given between uh, Morata and Diego Costa, they gave Chelsea ninety five million. They must be on some crazy drugs. Cash rules everything around me. Cream gets Too, money. Too like useless dollar, shit. Like dollar bills. I tell you, I tell you what's going to be a fun transfer million, pod uh, when the transfer ban finally gets lifted and Chelsea can play, can spend the Morata, Hazard, and Champions League money. That's going to be a fun transfer pod. It's going to be just splashing cash. It's going to be soaking wet in here it's from all the cash we splash. Um, yeah, you're just gonna get yeah, that's, that's in the future. Drink water and Bakayoko's uh, <laughs> renew drink water. I'll start the hashtag get, uh, renew drink water. <laughs> get, uh, you know what? That's Yusuf gonna be that's gonna be the true test. Seventy five million guys. That's gonna be the true test. How much can Marina Granovskaya get for Danny Drinkwater? Whenever she does watch sell him, watch her get like thirty million. Like, he's good, twenty-two million, and they're just like Done. whoever's editing this podcast. For the love of God, you have to edit in the Patrick saying, "I have three dollars." <laughs> <laughs> How much? Five bucks. I've only got seven. Deal. Patrick Star, you are one smart shopper. And then, and then to Marina Granovskaya, you have to edit in Patrick saying, "I love you." Um, no but look Madrid went and it's been said all over the internet Madrid spent in real life what all of us spend in careers in seasons mode in FIFA this year they spent 100 million on Hazard they go and spend 65 million on Luka Jovic who I love the Serbian striker from Frankfurt they spend 55 million on uh, Ferlin Mendy the 24 year old French left back like for God's sake, like they go and every single major position that they I'm have. I'm missing a couple too. They yeah. they spent they spent like thirty or forty million on Ider Militao from uh, from Porto, the right yeah. back slash center back. Yeah, that kid's a stud. Who else did they get? Javier, do you remember anyone else? I feel like they've made one more signing. Uh, Ro- Rodri, Rodri, Rodrigo. yeah, that. that yeah, oh, Brazil the Brazilian winger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then they snagged. Takafusi uh, Kubo from uh, Barcelona when his contract expired. Oh yeah, the Japanese kid who's supposed to be like the, the Japanese, Japanese Messi. They've they've added a lot of really good players. Um, they're 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 back. Uh, the the funniest thing is like what's going to happen with Gareth Bale? There's talks now that he might have to go to China and get a million a week salary, which is like okay. I mean, but he the only like Gareth Bale is on six hundred thousand euros a week or something like that, and he's willing to just say I don't have to play. I'll just go play golf every week. Like he doesn't care at all. So uh, it's going to be funny watching Pretty that one bizarre. play. Out. I've never seen a coach come out and just say we don't want the player at this club. He's not. Oh, I have my plans. Oh, I have. Oh no, I've See, seen Conte, Antonio. Yeah, Mourinho. Actually, Mourinho's done it. A Conte. Few times. Conte has done it twice now to uh, the, in this summer alone to Icardi and to Nigel. No, he, what he says is that uh, it's not part of like Inter's plans. That like Inter don't. He's want like they're the not players. part of. Well, no, he says he says my plans. Like, yeah. it just makes it tougher to sell them. Like, just like he did the same thing to Diego Costa when he texted yep. him saying, "You're not a part of my plans for next year. Thanks for the seasono." And then Costa just told everyone. He was like, oh, he says I'm not part of his plans. And Marina still got $45 million for him. I heard a rumor that Icardi could be going to Napoli. I forgot where I heard it, but that that would be like that would be a, a tasty little move for, for Napoli. Uh, I think the move he wants is Juve, which doesn't really make sense for either party involved nope. right now. No, it doesn't. Uh, Antoine Griezmann goes from Atletico to Madrid to Barcelona for $120 million. That was his release clause. We know about this almost a year ago that he was going to mm. go there, and then Bleacher Report tweeted it like days away from happening like every four days all summer it was so annoying like this was if, well, if like the, if the weird 
thing about that was that the the transfer uh, release clause went down on July first from something like two hundred and eighty million to a hundred and whatever mm-hmm. it is now, one hundred and twenty million. But Atletico are making the case now to the Spanish FA and to FIFA that uh, Barcelona basically tapped up Griezmann and made contact with him before July first, which like is everyone everyone knows it's did, true. Which is pretty crazy. Everyone knows it's true. Which yeah. if it is, which yeah, if you're saying they have concrete evidence and they're able to back that up, the Barcelona may be looking at spending even more, and they have to take out loans to to sign Griezmann. I'm pretty sure. Like I, I don't know if a Neymar transfer is possible for them right now, unless they are able to sell Coutinho or Dembele somewhere for big money. I think they have to sell both of them. To be totally honest, I mean they just they posted a profit of like 990 million euro, like euro pounds euros or whatever i almost said euro pounds which is extremely redundant and just dumb in general like i said shake dollar it off the, pesos <laughs> shake it off the shake it off the it's preseason for everybody folks uh but yeah barcelona right now there's just so much talent up front that they and like jurgen klopp came out yesterday and was like guys stop writing that coutinho's coming back because we don't need him <laughs> we good fam which, right, which, we just which, won the Champions League. Like, <laughs> like, like leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, and we've got Ox coming back, and we've got Nabi Keita, who we're going to try to get into that midfield a little bit more. Um, we're, we're fine. Um, but yeah, look, Gr- hypothetically, Griezmann going to Barcelona makes a lot of sense. I think that Luis Suarez could be leaving Barcelona as soon as January. I really wouldn't like. That's around the time when the announcement for David Beckham's Miami team is really going to go into, into effect. I've seen rumors already. Luis Suarez is a fan of the league. He's got your there's there's a young there's a youngster from Uruguay from their U20 team who's just signed to LAFC. You've already got Ladero, who's boys with Luis Suarez, playing in Seattle. The idea of Luis Suarez playing in MLS, playing in Miami, it lines up. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I think Barcelona already did move on from him. You don't sign a guy like Antoine Griezmann to have him coming off the bench. No offense, Andrew, but I think Suarez could still go to like pretty much any team in like France, Italy, England, and still score like 15, 20 goals. Yeah. Like, I, I, I could see him in Italy easily. I think like he's like a Zlatan where he probably he's till he's like thirty six or thirty seven. I doubt that he makes a move to MLS. You know, I think I think he still has like a good three or four years at the top level. He still takes really good care of himself, and he still scored like thirty or thirty five goals last year. So he's not he hasn't slowed down yet. So I really I take see him on him loan just, at Liverpool. Yeah, I'll exactly. Take him on loan. I, mean, I, I honestly think that like Chelsea could use him. There's a bunch of teams that that. You know, would use him. Yeah, for you know us and aging strikers. Twenty five. Yeah, love 20, your aging strikers. Twenty five goals and forty nine appearances from from Luis Suarez last year. I bet you, Cavani or Suarez end up at Chelsea like in the next year in their careers. One of those two. I'd put I'd my be money surprised. Cavani to be totally honest. Um, but yeah, I, look, we'll see. I don't know about that. I, I, I the thing is, I think he's still it's gonna a have fun to troll. He's gonna have to lose. He's gonna have to leave Barcelona because they just need a shed salary. Let's switch to the other kind of striker here, and that's the young and up and coming striker, and that's Jao Felix. Moves from Benfica to Atletico Madrid, the Antoine Griezmann replacement, 126 million pound release clause. A 19-year-old Portuguese forward. This kid though is supposed to be the real deal. Had a ton of goals for Benfica last year, a bunch of assists. I'm excited to watch this kid on a more regular basis. I know he did well in the Champions League and uh, Europa League last year, I think. But I'm excited to watch this kid a little bit more with Atletico. I just don't know if he how many like your Alex calls him the next Cristiano Ronaldo. And I then didn't, I didn't sorry, say that. he called him that before this like amount was paid, and then okay. they paid this amount for him. And I was hey, like, wow. Hey, he let's add some context season. to that statement you just dropped. I'm just saying that in the context of he's Portugal's next. 
superstar. Right. You know, not that phenom, he's going right now, to reach right the same not heights. Not like that level of Cristiano, like, but he's basically he's the, be the next like the, the the standard bearer for Portugal in the future. And I don't want to disrespect uh, our Lord and Savior Bernardo Silva. He, he obviously is going to have a huge part to play in that too. He's already a great player. Um, and he's pretty young. So him and Jao Felix are going to be like the, the, the pallbearers for creativity and attacking and goal scoring for Portugal. Uh, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of this transfer, mainly because if you go back and you watch Harry Severovich's uh, highlights from this Benfica season, watch how many goals that Jao Felix just puts on a plate for him. And Seferovic is... Throughout his career, he's always been like the kind of disappointing striker. He's been like talented, but misses the big in the big moments and never quite puts it together for a whole season, other than like short spurts. Shao Felix turned him into like a proper like twenty goal, like a, uh, a season center forward, and they played in a front two together in a four four two most of the time. Shao Felix is the one who drops off and does most of the creativity and everything. But he's just as uh, adequate at getting into the box. I think he's about like 6'1", still pretty skinny, but he'll grow into his body a bit more. He's an absolute terror. He, he, he still has, I think, potential to develop into like a, an out-and-out center forward who can play by himself. But for the meantime, at 19 years old, moving to, moving to Spain, um, he's going to play in a 4-4-2 still at Atletico. It's well documented that Simeone loves that that system uh, defensively and, uh, and counterattacking through it. And he'll probably play next to uh, Morata, which, you know, that's not great, but there's potential there. Morata has a lot of the same things said about him that I just said about Seferovic. Good, but never quite consistent enough. So maybe Felix is able to turn him into a a 20-goal-a-season striker uh, again. So it's it's an exciting one. I don't even necessarily think it's going to pan out and be amazing right uh, right this season, like immediately. But there, there's not many better players you could ask for at that age to replace someone like Antoine Griezmann. And, no, I'd agree with that. And Atletico are renowned for getting great strikers to come to their club, and even at a young young age, developing them into something yeah, this more. Is like, like this is like what probably they should have paid for Aguero, if you know, if, if well, if they like, got him at even younger. Yeah, exactly. they got him at like no, sixteen at like or seventeen, or nineteen, I think, as well. So. Yeah, I just think that this is a uh, a similar type move where they they're getting like a generational talent. Um, most it's just likely it's in. it's wild to see how far Atletico have come, and to to the fact that they're out here dropping a transfer fee of over a hundred million, and like they really are, they've firmly cemented themselves as the number three team in Spain or so you know in case last year's case the number two. Like they were the long time they were you know really the Clippers to. Real Madrid's Lakers, and there's two teams that you want to watch Madrid now, definitively. Just to add one more thing about Felix, to about how I feel about him and what like company I, I regard him in. For of the U21 like attacking players in the world right now, obviously Kylian Mbappe is undisputedly the, the the best, the player you'd want to have on your team right now and spend any amount of money on. Right after him, I would probably say Jaden Sancho at Dortmund. And it's neck and neck between Sancho and Jao Felix. Uh, Felix is right on his tail there. And Usman Dembele is in there too, but he's kind of dropped off from the injuries. Uh, Havertz is up there too, sure. But he hasn't done it. Yeah, he hasn't been doing it like in – I mean, he's been doing it in Champions League, but he's not been like getting to the later stages of those competitions. He's going to be there for sure. Kai Havertz though is stuck at Leverkusen where they're they're just never gonna be there. That's the like he needs to get like he needs to leave. Come to Liverpool. Uh, I think they got Champions League, didn't they? 
I think they might be back in it this year. I don't it'd remember. It would be horrifying so they could, if you guys got him. Oh, it would be so good. That would be really horrifying. It would be so good. It would be like you would sell like Ozil. Fuck that. Like a 21-year-old Yeah, except Jurgen Klopp was training him. Uh, Matias DeLitt moved from Ajax to Juventus for $70 million. Uh, the 19-year-old Dutch center back, who we all know from Ajax's glory, glory, run for glory in the Champions League that came short. They did win the uh, the league in the Netherlands. Uh, this kid is legit, and he reportedly came to Juventus because he wanted to play with Cristiano Ronaldo. And, and that is part of the reason why Juventus signed Cristiano Ronaldo last year, was to score a bunch of goals, win titles, and bring other players here uh, in an age backline delight delight is everything that they need to come in shore things up he already has shown that he can be a leader he's going to get paid there and he's going to win serias there and the big thing is can he lead them to a champions league he's got a long time to do it but i this this is i mean we this this saga kind of stretched for a little while united's name was in there but i never truly believed that he was going to how be many there. different teams was he like really connected to i think it was like five Barcelona, obviously. Barca, United Juve. for a second there because of the Mino Raiola link. Yep. Uh, even you guys, Liverpool yeah, we, got like a mention in there for a second when they were playing well for uh, when Van Dijk and Wijnaldum and him were playing in the Nations League yep. uh, semifinals and finals. I was absolutely horrified that might happen because that just I, that w- that would have been the end. I just would have. I, I saw uh, some Liverpool insiders tweeting that it was going to happen, and then I ugh. realized that those guys had no idea what they were talking about. Like, right, one, they were this just one, throwing against the this wall. This one guy, like, tw- this one guy followed me, and like, I read his Twitter and then followed him back, and he was like, "Delight's coming on this day," or "Delight's coming on this day," and I was like, uh, "Oh Jesus, okay, I'm so sure here." But then there was there was Bayern. I think there was even a little PSG rumor, but. Yep. Then Juve popped City. up. And- City also, too. I think we're... In yeah. Town. But this kid, like, I don't know what else to say about this kid that we haven't already said, but he's the real deal. He's everything you want, everything you need, everything inside of you. That he says all well, the right a- things at exactly the right time. Are you, are you singing, doing song lyrics right now? <laughs> Brickhouse isn't on, on the Thursdays, Andrew. Don't you guys record that another day? <laughs> we are, I think we're recording tomorrow, to be honest. Getting two pods, two pods in less than 24 hours. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, there's a greater discussion to have about Delict and uh, to have about Juventus, about uh, Maurizio Sarri, obviously, uh, coming in. I mean, so much to catch up on. Don't have time to talk about it all today. But if you ask me, Delict's a perfect center back for a uh, Maurizio Sarri system. He's, he's confident on the ball he's obviously played at a ball dominant side in Ajax who emphasize playing out from the back and high pressing and having their defenders have to play uh to defend in in large wide open spaces he's gonna have to do the same thing in a in sorry system um and if it's not right away uh maybe he plays next to Benucci at, at first I, I think he could make a really good uh young center back partner for Daniele Rugani who's has very many, has many of the similar like uh, qualities to Delict. Uh, though he's his star is kind of evened off because he hasn't quite been able to put together like a run of games in the the Juve lineup because of all those other experienced players they have. But uh, Delict should play right away. I'm I'm a fan of it. You know, maybe it, it, it's I don't know if they have any issues uh, defensively at first. I don't know if you would even be able to blame him for it, which works out it's going to be an entire really team responsibility to defend well first half of the season where they cruise through the groups in the championship well, it's going to be very end. different it's going to be very different this year javier come on like 
There's gonna be. Do you so want to have that discussion right now? There's no, so like they're much moving. On the team. I don't. You I don't, saw but like I, I just think they won't have too much trouble integrating him into the team. I think he's like okay. that good of a player. So, I mean, I agree to the to some extent, but the team as a whole is going to isn't going to be uh, the same as it was the past like eight years. They have been playing defensively with their backs against the wall for the most part for the majority of that time, and now they're making a really drastic switch that. As a team, I feel like that's going to make them. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of adjusting. Oh, I'm just saying that that, that won't be like that won't be such the good players that. I'm just saying that blame won't be put solely on Delict if it doesn't work out for him right away. So the pressure is it's on, but it's not as serious as you might think. I'd agree with that. Uh, we did mention the Luka Jovic and Ferlin Mendy moves for to Real Madrid already. I loved. I just want to say real quick. I love Luka Jovic. I watched a lot of his highlights for Frankfurt last year. This kid is. He can. He can play an assist. He he's a very well rounded center center forward. He can score goals. He can lay it off. He can do everything. He's a young Claudio Pizarro. Yeah, that's a that's a sure sure. Uh, Let's go with that. Hey, Berlin Claudio's Mendy. a legend. Okay, he's the second highest the uh, foreign goal scorer in the Bo- in Bundesliga history, and he played for Bayern for many many years. They never really made it for Peru. He played decently for Peru. Chelsea legend Claudio Pizarro. Chelsea Chelsea scored, legend. Scored One of our best ever free than, transfers. Uh, than some of some of these other big time Chelsea strikers. Uh, I think he just no, he scored like two goals. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, yeah, Ferland Mendy is the one that I think I'm. I mean, Luka Jovic is good, but I, I don't know if he's going to make it on Real. I think they might move him on in a year or two. But I think Ferland Mendy is the one that I'm. I mean, this guy, this kid is so good. Um, you know, just watching him a little bit in preseason. You know, he looks like he's going to displace Marcelo from the team. So don't be surprised mm-hmm. if Marcelo moves on this summer. Um, you know, he might stay another year because, you know, he has so many friends on rail and he's been there so long. But, yeah, I fully expect Froland Mendy to start in all the big games. And, uh, you know, he's he's like Juan Bissaka where just so solid defensively. I mean, he just – he's he very rarely makes mistakes. He's excellent in build-up. And he he's may not be, like, in. amazing offensively, but – yeah, I just I I have so many good things to say about Frolamendi, and, and I think he'll be a big hit at Madrid. I mean, that left wing of Reals is just completely transformed. You know, yeah. they're relying on Vinicius a lot. Last season, uh, Asensio had that ACL injury, and otherwise, like I mean, Eden Eden Hazard was going to start on left wing anyway, but that's a position that Asensio likes to play in. Uh, if not there, then on the right. Uh, now all of a sudden, they have Frolamendi overlapping for Eden Hazard. That's uh, Pretty good. That's that's horrifying, you know. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty and, good. And, and since since Real are a pot two team in the Champions League draw yeah. for the group, yeah. I'm uh, I'm pretty much getting ready for uh, an Eden Hazard return to Stamford Bridge right away because Chelsea are pot one, and you better believe believe either them or Inter Conte's Inter are going to end up in the same group as Chelsea next season. I'm. Antonio Conte is for sure going to upper deck a toilet at Chelsea if you guys play him. Yeah, he's going. He's. What do you mean by that? <laughs> that's where you what? take a. That's where you take a shit in the upper chamber. That's what I thought you meant. That's what. That's what I thought you meant. I was like, is this some other kind of reference? Like, or is he talking about taking a shit in the cistern of the toilet? Okay, great. Good to know. We'll uh, we'll have all janitorial pod, staff family on pod. hand. With not for sure, not a family. You've dropped pod. multiple f bombs in the last forty minutes of here. 
I'm just telling you what's going to happen, all right? Like, it's this is what I do on the podcast, all right? Uh, Constas Manolas goes from Roma to Napoli for 36 million, pa- or 36 million euros. The 28-year-old Greek center back who's been a mainstay on that Roma back line, part of that Roma back line that beat Barcelona in the uh Scored the goal. Yeah. To put them into the semifinals uh, yeah. off, that, uh, off that corner in like the 83rd minute at the at the Stadio Olimpico. Yep. Uh, this nice. to me might be the most impressive transfer. It's a in, nice back uh, line in Napoli right in now. In Syria, yeah. yeah. You got that with uh, with uh, Koulibaly. I, I think it looks more impressive, but yeah, sure. I think for the price, this is this is pretty good. But Italian teams always do this, where they give each other, you know, cheap players for, you know, academy favors or youth, you know, just things things that that throw-ins. Yeah, throw-ins. <laughs> they that just other throw in players to deals. Can't give, and like these teams just love selling to each other. So I'm not surprised that you know Roma sold to Napoli and. I think Napoli. This is a great signing for Mancholati, um, but I, it solidifies the back line. I don't think it gives them the best back line in if Italy they can necessarily. Get a Cardi, if Napoli can get a Cardi, then I think they've got a team that could uh, that could you know be up there with Inter and Juventus. Hell, but, if they could get James Rodriguez, who they've yeah. been heavily linked to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the most impressive thing about the Manolas uh, signing to me was that in any other summer, if you told me that Napoli were going to go get Manolas for X amount of euros this summer, and it was a big fee, I would say, oh, that means they're moving on Koulibaly. But doesn't seem like they're going to he's sell not, Koulibaly. He's not going anywhere. So it's, it's more of a statement of intent to me that now they have like undoubtedly one of, if not the best, backlines in the league with a young goalkeeper and Alex Merritt, who's going to have another season of experience under his belt. Wait, they signed um, Ospina. They, I think they Ospina's ne- going to be the starter for sure. Ospina was pretty much getting... Uh, he was getting pretty much phased out by the end of the season. <laughs> Merritt is like pretty him, much so, the, you know. the young... He's, yeah, but they, they have a lot of games. They have Champions League. They've got... All these uh, competitions they want to try and win. Copa, yeah. sure. Everybody, so, need, everybody needs a backup. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I'm saying with if they go out and they get either Icardi or James Rodriguez, they're right in there in that conversation with Inter for the two teams uh, most likely to give Juve a run for their money. Yeah. Uh, then two more real quick before we wrap up here. We got Kieran Trippier who goes from Tottenham to Atletico, 20 million, $22 million. Euro transfer fee, 28-year-old English right back, most popular for the uh, English World Cup run, and then the not-so-great year for for Spurs this past season. Uh, but let's be real, Atletico needed a right back. He's going to go and probably start or at least fight for that comp fight for, for time there, Atletico. Uh, for Trippier, He's probably going to start. Yeah, uh, think, Juan Fran moved on. That's right, yeah. Uh, it, look, Kieran Trippier's time at Tottenham was kind of – we kind of knew it was coming to an end, and – Spurs got their money for him, and now he gets to go on a nice little European European tour here. So, I mean, I, the only reason I included that is because I think we said on one of the later pods at the end of last season that he was pretty much guaranteed to end up at Napoli. So, yeah, um, you know, he got his move to Europe. It didn't look like any team in England wanted to touch him after the terrible season he just had. But you know, he's he's not. He's not over the hill. He's still only 28, and he had a great World Cup for England, scored in the semifinal. Hey, Atletico got Hornfron to keep playing good until he was like 34. So yeah. I'm pretty right. sure they'll that's extend exactly. uh, they'll extend Trippier's career. It seems to be a specialty of Simeone. Yeah, that's a great yeah. point. 
All right, and let, and then Nabil Fakir, long link to Liverpool. Uh, so much so that when this transfer came through, James Pierce, who covered Liverpool for Liverpool Echo for years, and I believe he now works for the Athletic, uh, quote tweeted the announcement and said hashtag Fakir announced. He was so close to joining Liverpool that he had his squad number picked out. And then the transfer didn't go through because Liverpool looked at the medical and was not convinced that his knee was 100% okay. He goes from Lyon to Real Betis for 20 million euros. He's 26, he's an attacking midfielder as a winger, and geez, does life come at you fast. Hey, yeah, I, he's still a World Cup winner. So yeah, uh, say, throw some a, respect he, on his he, name. He was a very good player, or he is a very good player. He still player. is a good player. But uh, I think I, I, I read a little bit about his knee. Basically, he uh, he's had an ACL tear, and what, I guess when you have those, um, sometimes you have like damage to the cartilage, and he's had damage to his cartilage. And that's basically something that like isn't, like modern medicine isn't like a hundred percent that it can heal like fully, so I think that's why he's only twenty million and he's a, like a good amount of a gamble here. I mean, not like a, not really a gamble for Bettis, but I mean, if someone were to go, have gone and paid you know fifty or sixty million for him, it, it would be a gamble. So I think that's why that you're not a, seeing that. That's fee. why Liverpool were close to like in the forties for him, and that's why like like I said, the announcement was so close. The video leaked of him like talking to our social media team, and then we pulled out. Wow. Yeah. I mean, to be fair to him, he was coming off arguably the best season of his career when the when that move was yeah. going to happen. The I mean, this past season for Leon, I think he only had like eight to twelve goals in all competitions. I can't remember exactly, but I know he didn't have that many in the league as he did the previous season when he had twenty plus goals in the league and was arguably one of the more dominant players next to Neymar and Mbappe uh, in the attacking third. So. I really like the move for Betis. It's uh, they're losing Lo Celso likely to Tottenham, uh, Giovanni Lo Celso, and you know he was the one pretty much tasked uh, with most of the creativity in that squad, and and that counts for goal scoring too. And you know Fekir is a very creative player, but he's very direct, and he's he's going to help with the goal scoring. I, I think it's going to be a really nice uh, fit if he can stay healthy, but that's obviously the main question with him. That's yeah, that's the big one. I, I look, I think. He needed a change of scenery, and he got it. I wish him all the luck. He's a lot. He's a fun player to watch, I will say, and a, a fun player in FIFA, I will mention as well. Um, so that wraps it up for us. We'll be back in the near future. We'll be getting ready for the season. We're still working on some things, uh, but as per always, follow us on the social at Andrew Pissarro, at ASMOS92, at JavierRev9, at Pod. Keep an eye out for the Fantasy League. I'm going to reactivate the Fantasy League soon. Um, we've got two weeks to get lineups set, and uh, Premier League's back Friday yeah. after next. It's yeah, and be, we got we got Community Shield coming up soon, too. Which I Yeah, guess. Liverpool City. Nice. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. I, I, don't I usually know. never watch that if Chelsea isn't involved, but uh, you, you and City, yeah, I'll watch that. I, don't, I, I want to know. I'm not sure how much we're going to go for it. I feel like we're going to, but the reality is, is that Salah, Firmino, and Mane were all involved in competitions late into the summer. So, Rian, Rian Brewster time, baby. Andrew, never mind the Community Shield. We got the Super Cup coming up but in that, Istanbul. Yeah, that's like, like, uh, it's like the, the week 14th. after the Premier League starts. Yeah, it's like the Wednesday the week after. after Prem starts. Yeah, that one's going to be, that's going to be a heater. An early ghost goal bowl. A very early one for real silverware, too. Kind of. Yeah. All right. Uh, that wraps it up for hey, us. Hey, I'll count it. <laughs> that wraps it up for us. And until next time. Bye. <laughs>